Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we are going to celebrate National Independent Bookstore Day. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. How was your week, Joy? Uh, It's been a challenge, but (laughs) I've managed to slip in a couple of things. Um, I, I did my first blog post that I've done for a while. I've taken a little bit of a break from that. Uh, So this one was specifically for a purpose. There's a a writer's conference coming up, and uh, so I got to share about that with other writers. So that's what that was. And then I also put out my semi-monthly newsletter this week, so that's always fun to get to toss in some fun little graphics and um, toss out cute pictures of the pups or the kitty or whatever, you know. Uh, I always have to put my pets in there. So I think that that was probably the most creative I got this week. (laughs) So what about you? I started a new job. (laughs) So I had to get creative with a lot of things, especially not knowing what was going to happen from moment to moment. Like you just kind of had to creatively get from moment to the next moment. So uh, there was a lot of that going on. It just was something that popped up all of the sudden. And I just felt like it was a challenge that I wanted to take. So I took it and now the, the roller coaster begins. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've been doing a lot lately. That's awesome. I know you're going to do a fantastic job, but I know right now, super overwhelming. (laughs) Um, I'm strangely enough. And I feel like, I feel like, the Lord is just like, has his hand on my back, just keeping me upright. And I just keep moving from the next thing to the next thing. So it's either shock or it's like divine intervention on how this is all working out. <laughs> and and I'm just, you know, it's like, oh, this is a problem. Well, let's just handle it. Yeah. And then this is a problem. Well, we're just going to handle this too. Here we go. You know, <laughs> like it doesn't quite feel overwhelming yet. I'm sure it will. Sure, I'm sure it will. But as of right now, I, I'm just still feeling my way around trying to trying to make it from moment to moment. Well, I'm rooting you on for sure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I hope there are a lot of people rooting me on <laughs> and praying for me and laying hands on me or whatever needs to happen. This is this is a big deal. And yeah. it's the probably the biggest challenge professionally that I've ever taken on. Mm. So here we are. <laughs> Oh, yay. But I am ready to have a little whimsy in my life. And that is exactly what we're going to have on t- on today's episode. So we decided to have another fun episode tonight. So last week we did our Just Because with our Firefly and everything. And we wanted to celebrate a little bit more with our independent bookstores and National Independent Bookstore Day. So what's more fun than dreaming about bookstores? way better than Disney World for us. (laughs) 
So this past Saturday was Independent Bookstore Day, and usually that's held in the spring. They switched the date because of COVID, and just like the world has switched everything because of COVID. And still, because of COVID, the events surrounding the day in our local bookstores looked a little different this year. So with this event in mind, we asked ourselves what we would want in a bookstore if we were to own one. What we discovered as we started thinking and dreaming and sharing was that these shops are way more experienced than the actual merchandise for us. So I don't know how it would be economically possible for us to have our dream bookstores, but that doesn't matter because this is <laughs> the dream. The dream. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so first we thought of some fictional bookstores that stole our hearts and my fictional bookstore that popped to mind immediately whenever we uh, we brought up this topic was from a book that I read, and it was called Ink. I can honestly tell you I don't remember a lot about the actual story, but I remember that the main female character like comes home to her small town after her grandmother's death, and she is bound and determined to sell the family bookstore and just go back to her fancy life in the city area of California, I think was the state that it was in. But she gets there and after she like stays there and has all of these memories and, and things surrounding the bookstore, she decides to stay. But she knows because she's in the business area that she has to find a niche for her bookstore. She has to find a way to make it unique. So she runs into a tattoo artist who needs a space to do his work and they pair up. He leases like half of the store and then the other half of the store is, is the bookstore and they call it ink. That is Get the it? cutest. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it so much. And it's like ink that can literally and metaphorically get under your skin and stay there forever. I just love it. It's, it was so much fun. Yeah, that's what I want in my community. So, what <laughs> Two about of you, my Joy? favorite things. I mean, books and tattoos. Put your hands together. Seriously, that is like the best. And who? Why is this not a thing? And if it is a thing, I want to know where it is because yeah, I have seriously. To make <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just like, why have I not thought of this before? I am like a pun addict. Why is this not something that was my my creation, but it was uh, it was Elizabeth Hunter's idea. So kudos to you, Miss Writer Friend, and uh, and well done because it was a really well described bookstore. It was a really well thought out bookstore, and it was just it was my dream. <laughs> that is so cool. So all right, when I was thinking about it, the very first thing that popped to my mind was the shop around the corner, and you've got oh, mail. Yeah. Okay, who doesn't love it, right? I just right. adore it with her story times and her personal attention to her customers and all her perfect answers to find the right book for just the right occasion. <sighs> just makes me want to sigh. A little contented yeah. sigh. It's just precious. Um, so anyway, <laughs> moving along from the fiction aspect. After gushing about these fictional places, um, I decided that what's most important for me in a bookshop is community. Uh, books naturally spark discussion 
I think. Hence book clubs, hence discussion guides in books. Um, More than that, when we want to know something more about a topic or an issue, many of us still go to books for answers. Sure, we have the internet, but I'm skipping to the root, or at least closer to those primary sources our teachers always demanded in papers, you know, when we go to the books, right? Um, So for me, part of the community aspect of my books shop would simply be to be a gathering place. Um, A small coffee shop with tables, chairs, and such scattered around just invites people to come in and sit a spell, as we say in the South. Uh, Mm -hmm. Proper seating placement would allow for those conversations and discussions or also for quiet time of solo reflection. You know, you can kind of have places where people could sit together, but you can also have those places tucked away, you know, for the people who just want to come in and um, be on their own for a little bit. And I think that's important too. Um, And another community aspect that I envision is having space for local artists' work to be on display or for sale. A room or two for book clubs, hobby groups, writing groups, or even individual writers, how cool would it be to be the bookshop where the next great American novel is written, right? That would be pretty yes, awesome. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, just space for an occasional concert with local musicians. You know, maybe if you have um, a good little space on the outside, if you, uh, perhaps you get like an older Victorian home that has a wraparound porch, mm. how awesome would that be to just have that on the porch or if there's um, kind of a lawn area, kind of an outdoor area. Um, Books celebrate and encourage creativity and imagination. So why shouldn't our bookstores and libraries be teeming with creative opportunities? Um, And honestly, from my experience, I would say that most of them, them offer that. They do that, which is why I love our independent bookstores. I love our libraries. Um, and all that they bring into our communities. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, when I think about the, the independent bookstores that I have visited on my travels and also my local independent bookstore, like that's what they do. And that's how I imagine my my bookstore as well as like a creative hub for artists of mm. all sorts. So art on the walls, whether it's photography or paintings, anything like that, a loft in in my mind, my bookstore is multiple floors. So I would like a loft area for writers or for students who need a place to study, Mm -hmm. um, an area for book clubs or knitting groups to reserve and uh, like a removable stage for one act plays or poetry readings or, you know, as you said, music groups and stuff too. Um, it covers a lot, I know, and, and and but I like to think that fostering multiple creative outlets appeals because I have multiple creative outlets, and also our communities are so creative, and if we just had a place where everybody could bring their talents mm-hmm. and we could all enjoy them, because, you know, not everybody's going to end up on a television screen, not everybody's going to end up on the New York Times best-selling author list, but our communities can you can share that with our with your community and still feel that you have impacted somebody's life in a particular way. So, oh, I love that, and I love that you mentioned knitting. Um, that just kind of brought something to mind. In fact, I was thinking about this earlier today because I have a lot of friends who knit or they do things like that. Um, I used to cross stitch and it's been a long time since I've done it, but I loved Mm -hmm. that. And I was thinking earlier today how our younger generation may not really have a lot 
um, of hands-on experience with those things anymore. Quilting, mm-hmm. that's another one. Um, and so I was thinking how great it would be to have a place or an opportunity for kids to learn these arts um, that are a little bit in danger of, of dying off. So I'm so yeah. glad that you mentioned knitting. I had to I had to think about that because just earlier today I was thinking through mm-hmm. you know these little and it could, dying arts. It could be like an heirloom event or something like that where you you could bring different age groups and stuff together as well so you've got Mm -hmm. people who are younger who maybe don't have a grandmother or grandfather that is around and they could come and meet some other people who maybe could show them how to whittle or (laughs) that would be so wonderful woodworking oh my goodness Mm -hmm. I am such a fan of that (laughs) yeah and maybe older people can see you know that the stereotype that everybody's a punk, you know, <laughs> is not necessarily true whenever they can meet younger people who are interested in learning new things and have such a bright view of the world. So yeah, I love I love how you brought that up. Oh, yay. So I think another important aspect of these imaginary someday bookshops we're going to own is their (laughs) ambiance. You've got the typical big box feel of the chains. You know, they're impersonal, they're spread out, but there are plenty of books and doodads to find there. Um, Some smaller shops kind of pull in that open and modern feel to them, and they do it really well, even in a smaller space. Um, others have a traditional feel in the interior with like the dark wood and the larger than life bookcases. Um, others are more eclectic with a mishmash of fixtures and styles. Um, some have everything neatly organized by genres or author names, row after row of spines perfectly aligned for readers to head tilt their way through. I get such a crick in my neck. I'm coming back to that because you know what? I'm just going to have to have some custom shelves built because I don't like doing this because after a little while it gets really, really painful. So I think that I need to have mine going up and down so that you can just look. Anyway, apparently I have a soapbox issue with the whole head tilt thing. (laughs) So no more head tilt. All right. Others have things scattered all over in no discernible pattern, so only the shop owner knows where to find the latest Stephen King or the fifth Harry Potter or the actual first tale in the Chronicles of Narnia, okay? You literally have to have the owner tell you (laughs) where it is. So, um, you know, I think that there are a lot of different options with it. So which of these, or would there be something else that you would want in your bookshop? Yes, I like the taller eye level shelves. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to like squat to see what books are on the bottom shelves. So I think all of my shelves would be like waist level or above. So you could do like a little a little bit of a bend, but I don't want to have to fully squat down to see what books are there. And then you could do like other things underneath those like other I don't know, paraphernalia or some sort of novelty Mm -hmm. items that that could be underneath those that are maybe in baskets or something like that. I don't know, but um, just if they're all the same thing, then you could do that. So you don't have to really focus on reading or picking something out. But my taller eye level shelves would be there. I don't really have a a problem with the head tilt. It doesn't bother me, but I do not like 
bookshelves that are too crowded. So if there if there are going to be spine out, then I want to be able to move the books a little bit to where I can see the cover of the book, or I can maybe slip it to the to the back cover and read the teaser. That's really important to me. Need to be able to um, easily place the book back on the shelf if you pick it up. You know, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to easily place it back on the shelf with one hand. That's that's my thing <laughs> because normally my other hand, if other customers are like me and they might have the same problem, my other hand is filled with other books. So mm-hmm. I have to be able to function one handed and hold the other um, and books of interest in my other hand. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, ambiance is definitely something that I'm looking for in a community shop too. And it's kind of like in any, any local shop, I kind of, look for that thing but particularly in bookstores um like the customer service i think is included in that Mm -hmm. so in the big box stores you've got people who can look up a book for you and tell you if if it's there or not or if they can order it but have they read it Mm -hmm. like can they recommend it and if not that book what book can they recommend and sometimes Sometimes you get lucky and there is an employee who's very knowledgeable, but it's, it's, I find that I'm more likely to get lucky in an independent bookstore who is owned by someone who loves books, who have read the books that are in there and who also has, um, I don't know, an affinity for them. So it's It's really important. Shop around the corner feel that personalization. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that that is such a beautiful thing about independent bookstores, too, is because they're close by. They're hopefully local for you guys, and you can go there enough to where somebody gets to know you, and they know your name when you walk in there, and they, then they can say, hey, I got a new book in by this author that you like. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the kind of recommendation that I want. Um, because there's a very good chance that I bought a book off of a website or I bought something off of a website and ended up hating it. And I'm getting 3000 recommendations for things just like it. Mm. So, and also it's the knowledge, but it's also that whole, like I'm available yet. I'm not pushy about what you should Mm. read thing. So I'm an introvert and I'm totally fine with like a nice chat about the weather that's good for me, but then like in the same visit, a nice chat about the weather and then hitting me hard and heavy with like your philosophy uh, behind the little prince or something like that. Look, I don't <laughs> kiss on the first date. So you got to, you got to back off a little bit, man. <laughs> so, like, I love how you said that. <laughs> well, and so also let's get to know each other first before we start hitting the, the heavy, heavy topics. Okay. And if you're like us, you know, we're busy, busy moms, we're busy, you know, all around. So if we do get to go to the bookstore, we don't have a lot of time when we're there. We want to be able to really focus on what we're looking for or just browse to find that thing, you know? Yeah. Well, there's that. And there's also the fact that if you are in this busy world, you hardly ever get a moment quiet. And so browsing in a bookstore without someone speaking to you and it's just you and your thoughts and the books like that is luxury. Kind of like heaven. Yeah. 
So that would be like whoever would was working in my shop as well as me would be able to identify the people who want to talk and identify the people who don't and <laughs> act accordingly. <laughs> um, but as far as like the aesthetics of it, I like the minimalist shabby chic vibe. Mm. It's lots of neutrals. It's lots of um, comfy furniture. Um, I want my books to be the pop of colors in the room. So I think that brings part of the ambiance too. And I like lamp lighting. I like, and I, and I like natural lighting too. So mm. I would like lots of windows and things like that in there. And that also kind of brings in the ambiance as well. Um, I would also like to be opened a little bit later in the night too. So I'm not that traditional close at six thing. I think I would want to have maybe more events at night, mm-hmm. maybe open up a little bit later during the, in the, from the morning, kind of have like maybe a 10 to 10 situation. Oh, that would be good. I think it would be kind of good, but yeah, I want the, the books to be my focus, let the spotlight be on them. And, uh, as far as like how I want my books to be laid out to in the store, I do not like the chaos of not having them organized by genre and then alphabetically by author like that that library layout is something that I really like so oh except oh the neutrals and stuff I would like that inside of the bookstore but but I do like to get a little gaudy so (laughs) so my window that's where I would get a little gaudy. I love a flashy window display with lots of literary puns. Like that would be my ideal because it makes me chuckle. It makes me laugh. (laughs) And so that's how I would do it. How would you lay out your bookstore? Oh, well, all right. As much Monica, you know, from the show Friends as there is in me, uh, I would actually probably adopt parts of that old school traditional with a little bit more of a willy-nilly layout. Now, I know it sounds a little crazy, and I haven't quite you got it all figured out. Eyes. <laughs> I know I see those eyes, and I would I would actually mirror those eyes typically. So I'm still working this through in my mind. But what I can see mm-hmm. is having books scattered all around my seating areas, the ones that I mentioned earlier. And the trick would be doing that in a way that allows for ease in finding things for the customers and also enables free passage through the space. Um, and I don't know exactly how to do that yet. I'm still working on the details. But I just want it to feel like home. You know, like if you had a giant bookstore in your living room, like I want that feel. So I'll be working on figuring out how to make that happen. I'll get but back with you. how would you find the book that you won't? What if, I mean, like, well, are you I mean, there would be like genres signs. on the nightstand table? Like, what's mm-hmm. happening here? No, I think that, I think that there would be some clear quadrants. Like, you would Book have quadrant. certain, yes. <laughs> oh, that sounded very, very professional. And Monica, I like it. I'm back to me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that you would have definite areas because um, you know the kinds of people who kind of want the um, more secluded spots, you know what kinds of books they read. So I think that you could naturally lay it out in a way that would make sense. Maybe we can give a quick little shout out to our hometown bookstores. What do you think? Yes. May, tell us about yours. 
Yeah, so I live in the Hattiesburg, Mississippi area. So if you are in the Hattiesburg, Mississippi area, I invite you to come to downtown Hattiesburg and visit the Author Shop, which is a brand new independent bookstore opened up by Allison Chestnut and Murph Little. And Allison Chestnut is an English professor at William Carey University and has lots of wonderful recommendations for you and also writes beautiful, beautiful poetry and creative nonfiction. And Murph Little is also a writer and he has multiple degrees in all kinds of areas and we'll be happy to talk to you about anything so the author shop is in downtown Hattiesburg look them up they're great I know I cannot wait to visit as soon as we actually travel somewhere again (laughs) well in my little town of Slidell Louisiana uh, we have Mary Lou's book sack and it is owned by Miss Mary Lou and This is not a new shop. Now, she is a newer owner, but she has worked at the book sack for, I think, pretty much since it opened. And this shop has been here, guys, for like 30 years. So my husband grew up here in this town, and he, pretty much anyone that you talk to around here remembers, like, when they were in school, you go to the book sack and you get, because they always carry the books that the kids are required to read for school. That's like always been their thing. They always make sure they have those in stock. Uh, And she has a nice selection of new and used books. And Miss Mary Lou is just precious. She loves books. She loves to read. And she loves her community. And uh, she had a just wonderful signing for me when I released my first novel. And it was just, it was just so special. And to be able to do that in my community and have friends and family come and be able to enjoy that there in her little shop. And one other thing about Miss Mary Lou is she especially loves children and she wants to encourage children to read. So anytime you go in, if you've got a kid with you, that kid's going to leave there with a free book. She is just adorable. And she always wants to make sure that a kid goes home with a free book. So... Anyway, so that's Miss Mary Lou's book sack in Slidell, Louisiana. Well, you brought up something about Miss Mary Lou's bookshop that I have to ask you about your dream bookstore. Mm-hmm. New and used, or mm. just used, or just new? Ooh, a combination, please. Yes, okay, ma'am. so here's the thing I just so love old books and used books. To me, it's like a treasure hunt. And if they have writing in them, like if it's inscribed like to so-and-so from, I make up this whole story in my mind. And if they have written notes in there, it's just even better. Like it's, it's like you're part of another person's life in addition to the author's life who wrote the story itself. You're also part of this other person, this other reader's life. And Mm -hmm. I just love it. (laughs) Which encourages community, too. It gives you that yeah. whole homey kind of feel of, of the feel of being a part. And that is what independent bookstores do. And I can't imagine a world without them. Yeah, me neither. And I don't want to. <laughs> so nope, what about nope. you, though? You've got to answer the newer used. Oh, yes. I love combination books. So first of all, I'm a thrifter. I, I do thrift stores and stuff like that all the time. Mm. And... um. So I love new, I, and I want I want the new. But 
if I find some really cool used books, I also want to do that too because there's just treasures out there. There really mm-hmm. are. And then they do these special edition books too. So I, oh, Jane Eyre yeah. is one of my favorite books. And so we've got, um, I've got multiple copies of Jane Eyre. Some of them are like special edition covers. One of them's like gothic mm-hmm. illustrated Jane Eyre book. Oh, One's wow. in uh, Greek because I went to Greece and I brought, I bought Jane Eyre in Greek. That is and, so cool. Yeah, it's just, I don't know why I did it even, really. I just went to a bookstore, and I was like, I'm going to buy something from this bookstore. <laughs> I can't read it, but I'm, but I'm going to do it. So <laughs> Definitely a mixture, because I like it that way, and it's my dream. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so are we ready for a QWERTY challenge? I think so. First of all, has this bookshop brainstorming episode piqued your imagination? What would your bookstore look like? Um, So for one part of your challenge this week, we encourage you to dream a little dream and imagine what kind of bookstore you would own. And then we want to hear all about it because as you can tell, we geek out a little bit when it comes to bookstores. And it (laughs) makes us happy. Yes, it does. (laughs) So be sure to share. (laughs) And then Do you have a bookstore or library or maybe another community gathering spot in your town where you have a place where people can bring all of their different creative talents and interests together? Um, I would love to hear about that, too. And also, this is a bit more of a thinking question, but why do you think it's important to have a local spot where people can come together for the purpose of creativity and conversation? Happy day, independent bookstores. We appreciate you. (laughs) We love you, and we can't wait to visit you all soon. Okay, everyone. Well, we hope that you have a wonderful week. Yes. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Okay, go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May. You just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting cordywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.